I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Record our episodes live at Altspace every week. You can join us for free, even if you don't have a VR headset. Yes, it's true. Just log into Altspace from your laptop or PC or event and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. We're also proud to announce that this show is officially sponsored by From the Barrio Foundation, which is on a mission to inspire people to seek education, develop the skills to the successful, uh, to be successful throughout their lives. Please check out fromthebarrio.com for more. As for today, we are talking to Mike Fidel, who explores the effects of the metaverse on mental health, ADHD, and other neurodiverse conditions. A growing concern for our age. Ladies and gentlemen, as he beams onto our stage, please give a warm emoji welcome, Mike Fidel. There we go. Hey, the good man. to see you. Good to see you. Thanks. <laughs> hey there we go. We're, we're still we're still working out the kicks, but I like that you beamed onto the stage. Or where did you beam from? We don't know. It's uh, it's a mystery. Uh, it is a mystery. It's this beautiful green room that I am not used to such elegance. Very nice down there. <laughs> um, I want to make sure you were kicked out earlier. I want to make sure that you have your amplifier voice on just so that everyone in the audience can hear you and then my mic picks it up for the audience. Uh, you have it amplify your voice? Yes, on? yes, yes. I okay. did. I did check and we are unmuted and amplified. You're unmuted and amplified. Well, uh, it's is great it coming to have through you here. is the question. Okay. Where to be? Is it coming through is the question. Uh, absolutely. It's coming through great. All right. Uh, All right. And uh, we're happy to have you here. We're happy to get into the discussion. Uh, we know you're on the East Coast where it's a little bit later. So we'll just you know, we'll just dive right in here um, and, and get rolling. So um, let's uh, start with the origin story. Um, we'd love to know how you became uh, a uh, coach uh, for ADHD and neurodiversity and then how you came involved in the metaverse here in Altspace. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a ball learning about this. I got to tell you, because I am one of your older attendees. I just saw there's an over 40 group kicked off and I thought, well, yeah, I can do that. But uh, so <laughs> I got here. I got here through two different paths. Um, on the one hand, I spent all my career uh, since like the 70s in computers. Uh, I was in IT. I helped get. Um, UC Berkeley, I was teaching for UC Berkeley Extension at the time, and I helped them move from their correspondence courses on paper to internet courses over email. So I love being an early adopter of a lot of these things. And um, what, what, what really made me fall in love with Altspace and VR in general was back in the late 1990s, I experimented a bit with 3D programming and it was you had to do every line of code and write every motion and i came back three years ago back in 2020 loaded up unity and oh good god building buildings and cities and people you know just by drawing pulling a few things into into a platform beautiful awesome so wow. nice so i've been yeah. around it pretty much forever um yeah. back in 2020, just as we were getting locked down for pandemic, my daughter happened to pick up an Oculus Quest headset. She tried it. She didn't like it. She gave it to dad. And I launched the Neurodiversity Lounge in here pretty much as soon as I got in because I said, this is awesome. People from all over the world coming together to talk about stuff and hang out. So that was the technical path that got me here. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, great. Yeah. Go ahead. No, the, the, uh, the, I, go ahead. I love that you have a history in the technology and you've seen it progress because everyone, of course, in here is doing nothing but complaining all the time, right? And we're just spoiled yes. rats, I guess, because <laughs> like, why is it just working? Hey, why is right. it not going? Why? Yeah, and you're here to tell us that this is a, a miracle. <laughs> oh, good guy. It, it is such a difference. And I'm really kind of glad that I took those years in between 
off because I'm not sure I would have noticed the incredibly stark difference. But no, no right. fooling. We would have had to code every motion of every object in this room. Um, the other path that I came down is uh, IT was my day job and it was paying really well. So I went and I pursued degrees in philosophy, theology, and theater. Wow. So in those, what I learned and what I became very familiar with is the concept of diversity. Okay. When you're studying philosophers from Plato to Kant to uh, you know Hindu philosophers to African philosophers to feminist philosophers, you learn early on that ain't nobody got their finger on the truth. You know, mm. everybody's five blind men touching an elephant. We're all talking about things that we don't understand. We're trying to describe them. So when I heard the word neurodiversity apply to the mental health community, I, I immediately recognized it and jumped on it. Because even though, even though the word was coined in the autism community, um, you know, my sense of mental health has always been, there is no normal. Normal is just a bunch of averages thrown together, constrained by social conventions. All of us got a piece in this mosaic. All of us got a piece in this puzzle. I'm glad for everybody I've met that's doing what they're doing, because if we weren't all doing what we're doing, we'd all be doing the same thing, and that's just nuts. So anyway, that's where that's how I got into all of this. Uh, this this openness that I had to learn to study multiple philosophies, multiple religions, um, multiple styles of music. I'm, I'm a musician. I will play whatever comes my way. Um, I think prepared me to look at mental health this way, to look at it as a wide open space. You know, when I read Freud and I read Jung and, and the people that came after them, uh, both the supporters and the critics, I realized, you know, we are all dealing with things that we have to boil down, put into language, and they lose so much of the reality in that process that I, there's no way I'm going to say, I understand this and I can explain it to you fully. I can give you a picture. I can give you an idea. I can give you a lens okay. into it. Now, so that, that's kind of my prejudice. Yeah, yeah, that's where I come from. Right. That's really, it's, it's really interesting. And but we've uh, we've had uh, people uh, who who have been on this stage and talked about ADHD. We've had uh, somebody named Cornelius uh, yes, came yes. onto the stage, but, and he just seems like um, his his he he has such an active creative mind. Do you, do you find that that is something that is consistent? Like in the sense that I feel like he's so interested in exploring so much about the metaverse and and alt space and the virtual reality and got so many ideas that uh, it just was like a, a, an incredible playground for him. And that, I guess, is there's yeah. a, a lot of that. Have you found that that's a, a, a common thread or, or not? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, to you, directly to your point, one of the jokes I started telling about three years after my diagnosis when I was reading a lot is I said, oh, my God, at some point, they're going to just shut up and stop calling it ADHD and start calling it creativity. <laughs> right. It's, okay. uh, you know, the, the thing, the thing really is, and I think uh, Ned Hallowell put it best in his, in his last recent book, um, we have an interest-based nervous system. We thrive, I, give me something new, give me something new, give me something new, which is beautiful in some settings and awful in other settings. I mean, things in life that have to be consistent and that you have to show up day after day. Um, we kind of, we're, we're rough to be in relationship with, no two ways about that. Um, but give me a new task nobody's ever tackled before. I'll, I'll work on it all day and night mm. till I get it down. Yeah. I love Cornelius, by mm. the way. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's generous. He's smart. I love when he comes to the meetings. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Santa agrees. And and by the way, if anyone out here in the audience has anything to add to the conversation, have a question uh, for Mr. Fidel, anything like that, uh, if it's Beatrix or uh, we got Margarita yes. back there, Troy, uh, Stands with Trees, anyone yeah. out there, please use the raise hand option and uh, we will definitely call on you. We would love to hear from all of you. Um, you know, so Mike, we were we were uh, corresponding before the event and you told me, you know, this is an interesting uh, 
case study. You should bring this up that, you know, it, I, I kind of, uh, that you were uh, maybe slow to respond and then you, <laughs> uh, you know, put all, and I was saying, I didn't notice anything. It seems like you're just, uh, is it that you, that's what everyone does. Uh, but you, you were I interested in bringing that up as a point to ADHD. Did you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, you know, actually, yeah, and and I was I was really glad uh, the way you responded. So there's a couple of things that go on with us that are really helpful for people who have been diagnosed, or people who suspect, or people who live with us, that are really handy to know. So I had uh, said yes a while ago. Well, I think I had said maybe, then maybe, then yes, and um, mm -hmm. and then I was silent for a while. And part of ADHD is we have a uh, part of our wiring is rejection sensitivity, where we're always worried about, um, oh my God, these guys really aren't interested, or I'm gonna say something and mess this up, or I'm going to step in it somehow. And so I think a lot of us become hyper alert to wondering, um, you know, do we, should we really do this? There's a lot of imposter syndrome in ADHD world. You know, am I the right guy? Maybe he should get somebody else to talk about this. All of those things, we have to constantly be on guard for it because I think we want to be humble. We want to be realistic. We want to assess where am I in my journey. But on the other hand, we have to realize that part of the ADHD is us always second guessing ourselves. It's kind of a built in, uh, like a built in self doubt, which is really sucks. Mm. So yeah, when uh, when when I realized you know, that there had been gaps in our correspondence, I immediately took it on me as, oh my gosh, I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. I need to apologize. And so when you said, no, this wasn't that unusual, that was great for me because it gave me a level set. It gave me a reality check that, mm. um, okay, I can chill. And I can calm down and I can do my research and prepare without feeling like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so not on top of this. People mm. don't realize this because they think of ADHD as just missing meetings, you know, or kids bouncing <laughs> right. off the walls. You know, this uh, right. this rejection part is uh, it's it's a killer. Well. You're so glad that you're here, and we are so glad. I'm having a great time already. You're so open, and you're 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 willing to be vulnerable, and that makes the Thanks. best kind of interview. So thank you so much for for your vulnerability, your courage, and all of that stuff. Um, awesome. Yeah, we're great. It's great to have you. Um, so, uh, so it's you know I I just keep getting back to the idea that you know in this modern world where there's so many stimuli flying at us. I mean. Yes. We all yes. ADHD these days. Is it isn't that just like the standard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'll tell you. I'll tell you another another thing. I would say when I was giving talks a couple of years ago, is I said that the uh, the internet was actually created by MIT to let neurotypicals get a feel for what ADHD is like. <laughs> so, right. Um, right. You know, it, it's it's an interesting. It's really an interesting question. Our attention spans are getting shorter. There's clinical data on that. Mm -hmm. um, we do live in a hyper-aroused culture. There are some very good videos on YouTube that talk about like dopamine detox, um, sort of for, and this isn't even for people with ADHD and diagnosis, but just for people to try to get a little bit of calmness in their life. Because we are, you know, we are flooded all the time. We're flooded 24-7 by stimulus. Um, the difference, I think, and, and what they would say about the difference between a typical brain and an ADHD brain is that you guys have better filtering mechanisms. In fact, um, one of the best definitions I read of ADHD was it's not a matter of our brains working that much faster. It's a matter of we just don't have good breaks like most people do. Mm. This actually came from Ned Hallowell, who's one of the one of the two big names in ADHD. So we're like Ferrari engine with bicycle brakes. Mm, wow, that's a great you metaphor. Know? Yeah, we you're, and and you're right. And when people say everyone's got a touch of ADHD, um, I, I bothered me for a couple of months, and then I got over it. Uh, the reality of it is, if it's not impacting and hindering your life, then let's not worry about it. 
but when you are constantly finding yourself uh, over scheduling and over committed and not showing up and all this emotional volatility, there's so much emotional mm -hmm. volatility around ADHD, mm -hmm. then you got to go, okay, something's going on. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I hear it. I definitely hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm curious. I know I don't want to get too much into the the, the deep science of it, but um, you know, there's so many interesting MRI scans that they're doing on brains now, and being able to see, oh, this yes. is where emotional trauma happened. This is where you're carrying this trauma. Oh, did you hit your head when you were younger, or something like that? So you can see all these things at MRI. Is there a is there a certain MRI uh, pattern that appears with a, <sighs> an ADHD? There, there, there actually is. And uh, there was a fella at U of M. University of Michigan, I'm up in Ann Arbor, um, Chandra Sripada, who, uh, believe it or not, has double chairs in uh, neuropsych and in philosophy. So I just love this guy. He came to one of our talks and he showed brain scans. And um, I do not remember the specifics, but I remember two things that really stood out to me. Number one was on a simple question, yes, there are definitely differences. There's definitely differences in the way our brains uh, process, things we hear, things we see. The other one, though, that I really loved is that multiple regions of an ADHD brain will often light up, whereas a neurotypical brain, one region processes certain thoughts. And I love that because I have always had a real draw towards seeing connections between things that other people didn't see. And the mm. more folks I talk to with ADHD, the more anecdotal evidence there is that we seem to recognize patterns pretty quickly. I think mm. a, lot of, uh, a lot of folks that come to the, the uh, Wednesday and Sunday group in here um, have come out of uh, computer background. And I think that that pattern making is something that makes us good developers. I think it makes us good artists, makes us good musicians because we really have a hard time making things linear. We can see patterns and work within patterns and networks much more easily. Somebody gave me a metaphor a couple of months ago that, I, that I'm also keeping that said one of the biggest challenges in communication is that we have to take all this stuff going on inside our head and make it linear so it can come out our mouth so we can talk to people. And that is a very hard task because we're thinking mm. in five different threads at the same time. Mm. Interesting. And, yeah. I, you know, the other thing I've, I, I, you hear about is that the numbers uh, of people that are diagnosed with ADHD inc is increasing over time. Do you believe that that's because yeah. they now have a name for it when before they didn't? Or is it that, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theory is, well, the doctors just want to get us on more right. medication and things like that. Right. Do you have a, right. an opinion about that? Right. Yeah, I, I, I do, because I think it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really serious question. Um, there are influences, like you mentioned earlier, about just how much input comes at us all the time. I don't think that helps, but the reality of ADHD is that it, uh, it, it's highly, highly hereditary trait. Mm. And those kind of things, um, those kind of things are by and large not as influenced by environment as they are by by your parenting. So that's part of the that's part of the story. Um, another part of the story though is up until maybe 15 years ago, maybe a little longer, people did not believe adult ADHD was a valid diagnosis. Um, if, and, and in fact, I learned something amazing in a podcast I just listened to, I'll tell you in a second, but, um, people said that ADHD was something kids had, and then you grow out of it and you don't have it anymore. In reality, what we've discovered is that because ADHD is biological, it's, it's developmental. It has to do with frontal lobe development in, in, uh, prenatal frontal lobe development. And, um, it doesn't go away. It's always there. There is always a lag. Um, however, because it was never diagnosed in adults, uh, I'm sorry, I put the cart before the horse. Because we learn coping skills as we grow up, uh, it, it is harder to see in adults because we've learned ways to deal with it. 
Um, and the, the, the other part that I had just learned, and I, I'm like shouting this from the hilltops, uh, I didn't know this. Uh, William Dodson was on a podcast uh, several months ago. And um, evidently, the DSM information about ADHD diagnosis has never really been vetted outside the six to 10 year old age range. So we are diagnosing teenagers and adults on criteria that are really applicable to elementary school kids. Mm. Adult diagnosis of ADHD, he suggests, has more to do with are we interest driven or bored? Are we able to focus on tasks intentionally? What's our emotional volatility like? So I found it um, I found it really eye-opening because when I run groups, I run a couple of live groups in Ann Arbor, a um, couple of phone groups, and then the two groups in here. And um, we talk about this all the time. The kind of things we deal with are not uh, being late and double booking. We're dealing with emotional challenges, we're dealing with not being able to make and keep friends. We're dealing with losing jobs because we can't keep up on the paperwork. It's really a whole different complex of challenges for adults. Mm. Yeah. But that said, that said, um, a lot of us have recognized it as a superpower too. It's if you can harness this puppy, uh, you know, the ability to pick up a brand new skill and be pretty damn good at it within a couple of days. Uh, not everyone can do that. And we are really good at it. <laughs> well, it, it like I, yeah, it does seem like a superpower that is perfectly fitted for the metaverse. So, you know, yes. <laughs> hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> it, I think that that, that I think that perfectly leads us into what you've been doing here in Altspace, which is your group called the, um, well, you have a, a few groups, but the, the, the slide I have right now up there is the Neurodiversity Lounge. Um, do you want to talk yes. about uh, maybe that and what you're doing in here? Abs yeah, ab absolutely. Thank you. And, uh, and, I, and I do want to, I'll take a minute, uh, a, a few minutes from now and mention some of the other uh, really cool people who are doing stuff in here. So, after I got the headset, and um, I'm not a gamer, so I played games for like about an hour, and then I started looking for groups of people to have discussions with. And I thought, wow, nobody's here yet doing this. And uh, mm. there were a couple of people doing general mental health related things, which excited me. And um, again, because I really love this concept of neurodiversity, and I thought, I'm already leading groups on Zoom. I'm already leading groups in person. I love leading groups. I don't do much one-on-one -on -one coaching. I just love leading groups. And um, I said, well, let's get in here and float it and see. And people started coming right away. Um, I chose the title Neurodiversity Lounge because I don't want this to be ADHD specific. I'm hoping that people dropping by will see a model that they like, a model for discussion and exchange and branch off. I would love to see a neurodiversity lounge for OCD and for depression and for ASD and you know for, for whatever. So um, I wanted the name to be generic. I wanted it to encourage people to drop in. We've had people with all sorts of conditions drop in, including people who just have friends or a brother or a kid with ADHD. So I feel like we've we've done some pretty good work, you know, exposing people to the fact that um, yes, we're out here. Uh, yes, it does have challenges, but being able to hang out with other people who can maintain a conversation with the guy with ADHD and can maintain a conversation with a room full of us, um, mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to model. And uh, there, there have been a couple, a couple of others. Um, like I said, I came in early 2020, and I believe the Spoonies, uh, Sunny's um, VR Spoonies group, I think, was already up and running. And I dropped in on them once in a while. She does a great job. And then I just found one last week that uh, Mental Health Matters with uh, Reese Cup, who uh, mm -hmm. evidently has been around for a while. Um, this is the first time I ran into her, but I've seen several of these come and go. 
a couple of guys were, uh, I think a guy named Aces was doing uh, improv or open mic or something around uh, mental health. And I think the nature of ADHD married with the nature of the metaverse, we're looking at two things that come and go and come and go and come and go, <laughs> you know, uh, impermanence as the Buddhists would tell us, right? Impermanence is sort of the hallmark of the day. So, um, I'm excited to see things like Evolver, um, you know, mm -hmm. the educators in VR, those groups that have been around and stable for a long time. It says, yes, we can be anchored here. Um, their groups come and go. And that's great. That's just the evolution of, of a new platform like this. But um, I'm just really, really excited that we were able to put this out there and that people came. We have a core group now, I think of about six or eight people, including Beatrix. Thank you for coming. Good seeing you. Um, Santa and uh, is, is kind of a regular. There are, uh, Cornelius drops by pretty regular. So does Nico, a couple of the, the really primo mm -hmm. world builders. And um, Adrian, of course, from UK. But um, it's been interesting that the core group over the three years now um, has, has evolved and changed. There's a few people who were here 2020 that aren't here but this group has been stable we've been together more than a year probably closer to two years so um nature of adhd is we come and go we're very inconsistent so i'm just tickled that we have so many regulars and maybe you could speak to uh the importance of of community in uh, in neurodiversity and in adhd um yeah obviously it it must have uh, a, a good effect, a positive effect. I mean, how, how so? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, there's, there's a couple of, uh, you know, one of the dirty little secrets about ADHD is that we are really awful at keeping friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Most people that I ask, uh, if, they, if they do have good, close, tight friends, it's usually someone who's known us since childhood because they've just kind of learned to deal with it. Um, mm -hmm. It's 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 a fascinating topic, and there are a couple of good books out that have to do with ADHD and kids to help your kid make friends and retain friends. But some of the saddest stories I've, I've ever heard are moms and dads coming into meetings talking about their kid is the one who invites everyone in the class to their party and one kid comes, you know, mm. and everyone in the class knows that except the kid they all knew in advance mm. they weren't going to be there and that that's heartbreaking i mean that that's devastating as an adult you know i may put something on and get just a few people when i was hoping for more but um community is challenging community is tough uh we're inconsistent we will show up late we'll show up on the wrong day and often we will hang out with people as long as we're interested in them and I'm not sure that the roots go as deep emotionally right off the top. It takes a while, but I think once we bond with people, we're, we're in for the long haul, which is something else that's, um, I think that's one of our superpowers. We may not be great at uh, collecting friends, but I think once we make them, uh, they're, they're very close and very tight. Yeah, yeah, uh, you guys yeah. for sure. Yeah, have been modeling all that. Yeah, community is uh, important. Community is really? so important. Cool. Um, yeah, so we, I think I, I got uh, uh, this slide from, um, if it was your website or your one of your events, five ways uh, of talking about ADHD. Uh, did you want yes. to yeah, talk about that a bit? Oh, yeah, no, thank you. This was actually the first, one of the first things I came up with. So I, I got diagnosed back in 2013, uh, 57 years old. And uh, actually had had a you know really good career. Um, IT was perfect for me, so I had a really good career. But when I got diagnosed, I'll tell you a quick story because I think it's cute. Hopefully, people will laugh. Um, I did not get diagnosed because I was losing jobs. I did not get diagnosed because I couldn't focus on things. I got diagnosed because my wife was at lunch with a friend of hers, whose son got diagnosed. And this woman only knew me as a guitar player at church. We you know, didn't have any deep friendship. But um, she said to my wife, uh, you know, our son got diagnosed with ADHD. And um, 
my wife said, you know, sometimes I wonder if Mike has ADHD. And her friend looked at her just deadpan said, you think? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it wasn't through a series of failures or a series of challenges. You know, life had been going pretty well, except in the relationship area. I, I'm pretty crazy there. So I went and I read everything I could. And I decided that, again, in, in, um, in keeping with the way I approach religion, philosophy, music, everything else, I said, I am not going to decide among these five. I'm going to talk about all five of these. Um, there, there is a group in the ADHD community who emphasizes the power and the gift of ADHD. Ned Hallowell uh, has that reputation. He looks at it as once we get engaged, we are unstoppable. We can do anything if we're interested in it. Then as soon as we're not interested, forget it. It's gone. It's not going to happen. So that's the gift side. The ADHD is a curse side. Typically, a guy named Russell Barkley gets the reputation as carrying that flag. Um, they, they both are completely aware that it's a multi-sided you know, two coin. But um, Russell has done incredibly good work. He's like our data guy and has really brought a lot of awareness around ADHD, which is necessary to help kids get their IEPs, to help adults get their meds and all of this. But um, he does not sugarcoat the challenges. And uh, so he gets that reputation. The ADHD does not exist. Always puzzled me. And again, as you know, again, as a, a theology student, um, I needed to learn everything I could about atheism, agnosticism. And at ADHD, I needed to learn about the people that said there's no such thing. And their case usually comes from a couple of places. One is that ADHD is, is a very soft diagnosis. Um, by a psychiatrist or a you know or, or an MD, somebody that will look at the criteria in the DSM, compare your behavior, maybe interview, hopefully interview your family, look at childhood facts, and make a determination yes or no. That is not hard science enough for a lot of people. They want to see like I can diagnose a broken arm pretty easily. Okay, the bone is snapped. I can diagnose depression pretty easily. There's certain things going on. ADHD is much more subjective, so some people reject it out of hand because of that. There's another group that um, will argue every one of the behaviors in ADHD can also be explained by some other diagnosis. So there, there are legitimate time blindness diagnoses, executive function diagnoses, emotional distancing diagnoses. So another group will say, look, if I treat all those other symptoms, the quote ADHD unquote goes away. And I'm 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 a little sympathetic to their arguments. My personal take is that I don't care if you call it the flu or you call it Bob's disease. I don't care. I know that I have certain challenges. I know other people have certain challenges. And ADHD has the best toolkit to address those challenges. So um, I, I don't live or die by the diagnosis either. I can find it a heuristic device that helps me label a bunch of behaviors, and I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, number four really comes from Tom Hartman's book. Um, he called it uh, ADD, A New Perspective, and uh, it looks like he retitled it as um, A Hunter in a Farmer's World. And basically, his bottom line is that the skills that the ADHD community has do not match the expectations of the culture we live in. Therefore, we, you know, we're expected to be consistent, show up on time, do monotonous tasks with a smile on our face, and we just can't do that. And so, um, you know, obviously the argument goes deeper, but that's kind of my nutshell sense of Hartman's work. Then number five, of course, is is the the most common, and I think the newest that it's just another way of having your brain wired. And the more we know about that wiring, the better we could live with it. Personally, I, I go back to philosophy. I call it an existential state. We exist in the world in a different way than other people do. Um, 
Kronos and Kairos kind of time. We live by Kairos time. I will do that thing when it's time to do it. Kronos people want to do it at force 15. I will do it when I'm ready to do it. And that's seen as willful. It's seen as selfish. It's seen as narcissistic. In reality, it's just, I want to do this when I'm ready, not when the clock says I'm ready. And so we have to learn all these skills to exist in a world that is driven by the clock because, you know, that, that, that's life and we have to compromise with life. But I won't compromise my internal sense of I'll do it when I'm ready. I'll just try to make myself ready at 4.15, if that makes sense. Right, right, right. So that's my quick, that's my quick summary of the five, my five points. Great. Yeah, and if anyone, again, if anyone wanted to add or uh, ask a question, please use the raise hand option. We'll definitely call on you. Um, I, I'm curious, yes, you know, yes. you had, you, you had your, uh, you had your diagnosis so late in life, you've already married, you already ha had a job and we're nearing uh, maybe even retirement. So yes, yes, how yes. was, is there a, a, like, how has your, um, your quality of life or increased or decreased since you can put a name to the way that you just thought your personality was? And did you start on medications that would change that? And how was that to change so late in life? I'm curious. That, that, that's actually a great question. My, my MD, when I brought her the diagnosis and I said, can you describe, um, can you prescribe something for me? Um, she said, why would you want to do that? You know, you're, you're doing okay. And um, I, I really did have to think about it for a couple of reasons. Number one is life was not going badly. Life really was not going badly. But everything I read told me there were two things that I look forward to. One was um, one of my problems, and, and a lot of us with ADHD deal with this, is I will have 100 projects going on at the same time. And I never finish any of them. You know? <laughs> and I was, I was kind of promised that I would be able to focus on one thing at a time if I, uh, if I did, got medicated. And the other one had to do with uh, more, more like emotional volatility that um, I was not a rage monster at all, but uh, I would, if I reached into the fridge and took out the orange juice um, and I ha it happened to slip and land on the floor, uh, I would scream, I'd throw the glass across the room. And then two seconds later, I'm back to normal, which is just mm. not, you know, so, just those couple of things made me want to try medication. I was nervous about it, though, because I also was curious whether or not that meant I would stop having creative ideas. Mm. My brain would just slow down. Um, mm. Happy to report I tried Adderall. I, it was the right prescription for me right out of the box. I was able to get from mind racing on 20 things at once to mind working on one thing at a time. That was a huge difference for me. And it did have not a calming effect, but it let me watch my emotions happen so that I could decide if I wanted to rein this one in, go ahead and let it out. And that's those are the two pluses. Um, but you're right, quality of life-wise, I think the only big impact it had was uh, my, my, work, my work performance didn't really change. My artistic output got better because I was able to actually focus on what I was doing. But I think um, I started paying more attention to my relationships with, with you know, my wife, my daughter, and my friends. And learning stuff that I had been doing that they had been putting up with behaviors that they were kind of putting up with that I didn't even realize I was doing. And I think mm. that is one of the big secrets about adult ADHD is that we are really, really bad at assessing the impact we're having on other people. Um, yeah. And, and again, case in point, you know, when you and I swapped that email and I felt like, Oh my God, I'm really letting him down. You know, I'm really behind and I'm, um, my ability to assess whether that was real or not uh, was really low. So your response was, was really important. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, th I think those are, those are kind of the differences. I have found since I stopped working full time, uh, 
um, I have taken on so much more and I have myself going in and out of overwhelm regularly. So that, that's kind of my current struggle, my current challenge, is I want to do everything. Right. still want to do everything. <laughs> right. Yep, um, yep, I and mean, you can't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that is true. Um, well, that sort of leads us uh, to, oops, wait a minute here. Where's, the, where's my future slide? There it is. Uh, future, um, you know, where you think this is all headed? It sounds like you've got a lot of projects going. Um, how do you feel like uh, neurodiversity and the metaverse and all of this will intertwine? Is it going to be helpful? Is it going to be hindrance? Is it a new avenue for expression? Is it a new way to just be ha overwhelmed with too many possibilities? How do you see this egg out? <laughs> you know, the, um, as I, as I was reading, you know, as as I was reading a few a few things to prep for. I did a presentation two years ago at the uh, annual ADD conference, and I wanted to look at that same question. I thought, where is this going? Are there going to be more people doing one-on-one -on -one coaching online over headsets? Um, are, I, and everything I read said that we're not there yet. Uh, and someone brought up a great point the other day. Can you imagine being in the middle of a therapy session online and your network drops? No, mm. somebody spilled their guts out on the floor and all of a sudden, you know, your Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi signal dies. So um, I don't and I actually don't really have a dog in that in that fight about whether it goes there. What I'm interested in, again, like like you mentioned earlier, is the community aspect, the ability for us to quickly put up and get together little groups around any topic that we want to and have people from all over the world coming in and talking about them. I think that is really going to help us normalize this whole neurodiverse situation. It's been fascinating for me to hear how it plays out in other countries because we do get pretty good representation in the, in the Wednesdays and Sundays, more in the Wednesday because of time zones. Um, I do think that there is potential for treatment in some ways. I read some good stuff about uh, them using VR for treatment of um, phobias, and that goes back, that mm -hmm. goes back before 2000. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some with PTSD, um, nothing yet around ADHD and attention issues, but, but the thing is, this is a perfect platform for dealing with attention issues because we can create environments that we can walk through that can calm us for the sort of mindfulness and meditation parts of ADHD treatment. We can get groups together for the feeling safe, talking to other people who understand the way your brain works, which is what the way I think of these meetings. I think the community aspect of this is gonna keep growing We've been incredibly lucky not having been trolled more than, uh, I think, two times in three years, any significant trolling. Um, so I, I think the future is more around the community aspects of this stuff than around therapeutic aspects. But um, that, that could also be just because that's where my heart is. But, but that's what I see. And, and perhaps a community is is therapy, right? Is is something that's uh, that brings a peace of mind. Um, Absolutely. And, and you also mentioned, you know, you've got we've got these uh, meditation groups in here, like Evolver and Trip, and uh, there's yes. all these these new virtual apps and things like that. So that certainly uh, is a part of it, I guess, as well. Um, yeah, no, ab absolutely. The Evolver guys, I've gone to several of theirs, and um, you know, mindfulness um, was slowly adopted over in the ADHD community, but once people learned what it was, it exploded like wildfire. Because so much of the challenge with ADHD is I have, uh, I have a way of saying it that uh, I know I will be hyper-focused on something tomorrow at noon. I just have no idea what it's gonna be. You know, like <laughs> right. our, our, our attention is driving the bus often in ADHD. So the more we can learn and practice 
channeling mm -hmm. our focus to where we want it to be, the less the symptoms are running our lives. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you're right, Devolver guys, I just love them. Yep. Yeah, and it was interesting when you were talking about your experience with Adderall being that you can notice an emotion as it's going by and decide to grab onto it or not. That's a very much a meditation technique. It's a mindfulness exactly. technique. So it's interesting that I would imagine those two things combined, a chemical and a, um, a mental state like, like a meditation combined would be uh, a, a great help. It, it's it's a def it's a definite win. One of um, when people ask about meds, you know, one of the one of the things that recently diagnosed people ask all the time is meds or no meds. And uh, my my stock answer these days is that I think the meds are wonderful because they can help you get to the point where you can do the other stuff and then not need the meds once you've been able to get the mindfulness and it it's um i, I got to tell you the prescription that that i i really want to get out there um regular sleep exercise mindfulness there's a lot of other mm. things people talk about i i don't diss diet i think diet's important i think um other things are important but um sleep there is so much data on sleep and adhd and the interaction between them so yeah sleep Exercise because ADHD is a dopamine deficiency uh, problem too. Our brains mm. are not only wired for that rejection, they're also wired to not deal with dopamine the way bodies are supposed to, which is why mm. a lot of times you'll, you'll hear about uh, uh, high-risk behavior, ADHD people taking chances, mm. extreme sports, you know, um, addictions are not unusual because we want something that gives us a rush and the addiction mm -hmm. is not about the addiction. The addiction is about satisfying the craving for getting something. Uh, we need that dopamine hit all the time. Arguing with people, picking fights, anything that gives us a dopamine boost. Mindfulness, meditation slows you down. Yep, yep, it's great. Got it. But, okay, well, this is maybe a last chance, last call for any questions out there. Yeah, or any questions or, out there. Yeah, laid back manner, Troy. Uh, 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 Whitaker, David. Uh, oh, uh, Santa. Yeah, use the raise hand yeah. option in the in the app, and we'll call on you so we get the uh, the. Oh shoot! You know, I forgot to turn. Oh my gosh, I forgot to turn on the raise hand option. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 Looks like. I've, oh, uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, there we go. Okay, Santa. You probably been meaning to ask it all. all if anyone else, now's your chance. Okay, now everyone wants to ask questions. It's my fault. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Go ahead, this isn't Go ahead. a question, Mike. It's really just to say thank you. Um, thank you mm. for building a community that is really responsible for helping me to understand people I love better and also to understand myself better. So thank you for that. Thanks. And Thanks. It's the Lord yeah. helping me to improve various aspects of my life. And not only that, also relationships That's, with various people in my life. And yeah, yeah, thanks to you, yeah, people yeah. like Pixie, Matrix, Adrian, and the other mods. You, know, you guys really create an inclusive environment that feels like a safe space to share and also a way to find coping strategies with this we've been given. So thank you for that. And yeah. finding your group has really been one of the big wins of my year. So thank you, Mike, and thank you to the rest of the team who thanks. manage it. Yeah. No, no, thanks. I, I appreciate it. And it, it really is, it really is the team. I mean, that's that is one thing I try to be really, you know, clear about. I I feel like, you know, in this in the group, I feel like my my biggest role is just to keep an ear out for anyone who comes in with maybe some bad science, you know, or with an agenda or with something that maybe people did not understand 10 years ago, because there is still bad information propagated out there. So, but no, the community is, is really where the magic happens. It's, it's just the fact that everyone comes in that room and is so direct, 
open, honest. Yeah, I'm 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 just so proud of the team. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Santa. Um, laid back. How's it going, laid back? How's it going, y'all? Um, hey. This uh, I just ran randomly uh, came across this as I was uh, entering VR or entering uh, alt space. So they looked really interesting to me, and uh, uh, I heard uh, like there's just one thing that I wanted to like just stuck in my mind sure. about what you said about meds or no meds mm-hmm. um uh i think it really all depends on like like you know talk to your doctor um and and, and just and then y'all and since you're a team you, you and your doctor if you can afford a doctor that is you know uh then you can't afford meds anyway um yeah then then you can decide i don't think there's 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 a it's i don't think it's binary so to speak you know, some totally people agree. like, like for, 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 for me, like, you know, I've been on, like I have uh, TRD or treatment resistant depression. Plus mm-hmm. I also have ADHD. Well, it used to be ADHD and ADD, but now they've mm-hmm. like squoze it all into one thing to it where it's, <laughs> yes. you know, like now yes. it's like you have ADD, but it's part of ADHD and it's all yes. so, anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and have a, a generalized and social uh, anxiety disorder. Um, but um, I was I was really curious, and um, uh, the main reason I rose my hand, besides what I just said, was um, where can I, like, I want to come back. What's the schedule? Like, where, where do I find, or can you tell me? I have my pen and paper right now. <laughs> oh, that that's that's. Perfect segue. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, to, your, to your point, yes, absolutely. Um, working with a doctor is critical for uh, a couple of reasons. Uh, there, can, there are people that have come through the group that could not take uh, Adderall because of heart conditions. There's people who can't take some of the other meds just because of other, other things going on with them. But the biggest reason I think to make sure your doctor is involved is that there are three different classes of drugs they use to treat ADHD. So first off, you have to find out which one works. Are you going to go on, uh, you know, Ritalin or Vyvanse or Adderall or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then and then on top of that, there's the question of dosage. So I've I've known people who have had to work, you know, eight and ten months to get the right medication and the right dosage. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. The the doctor's got to be part of it. Um, and then to to the question of when, uh, it's we we get together Wednesday and Sunday, and I'm on East Coast time, so it's three p.m. Wednesday East Coast, and oh my God, what time do we meet on Sundays? I should know this. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. <laughs> 6 p.m. Sundays. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's embarrassing. That's how ADD works, guys. <laughs> Wait, you said six p. You said 6 p.m. on 6 p.m. Sundays, uh, Wednesday yeah. and Sundays. Yeah. But it's, uh, 6 p.m. Sunday. Uh, is that like like what what time time zone? That's the East Coast U.S. So Eastern Eastern Standard. Standard. It's ten fifty nine right now. Well, that I, I'm like barely out of the East Coast. I'm in Florida, like in Panama City. It's ten fifty nine right now. Okay, then, then. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, this is not the same group. Uh, this meeting. Uh, okay. Is, oh, yeah. When this is simulation nation. We're. Yeah, sorry. So you are you are right now in simulation nation. We brought Mike on to talk about neurodiversity. He's our guest. He has an event. Oh, that, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I'm totally, uh, I, I'm, I'm totally confused because like all I saw was like you know like mental health <laughs> something or other, and then I was like, okay, I'll click on that. Okay, that so is, this is, this so is you have guests, you have guests on. I, I get it. So what, what, yeah. so what is, what is it that is, what should I be looking for when I'm looking up? There you what go. What you're doing. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah, that that's that's really the best answer. The uh, neurodiversity lounge. Neuro. Neurodiversity diversity lounge. lounge. Here's what it looks like. Here's the slide for you. I put it on the screen here. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Is it there yes. now? Oh, All we're, is right now we're here. <laughs> yep. Oh, I will, okay. So All is I, this pink. Is, oh, oh my gosh. you don't see it? Okay. Uh, so um, basically what we're, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to release the, the podcast. We're going to have it on YouTube, Apple podcasts and, and, uh, Spotify and in the show notes, I will put all of Mike's information. Perfect. Able to link to it and click on it and join his group and all of that stuff. I'll put it all in the show notes. So I'm guessing your uh, your YouTube channel is Neuro. Uh, no, no, no. What it says, Simulation yeah. Nation. Yes. If you type into YouTube yes. the Simulation Nation, uh, it should show up. Uh, although there is also a very popular fantasy league that shows up sometimes. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that threw me the first Hello. time. Yeah. Although what? <laughs> but you'll okay. spot it. You'll see the difference. You'll see the difference. All right. Definitely get it on there. And uh, and and uh, <laughs> yeah. I know it's very yeah. confusing. <laughs> right. Uh, finally, we get to talk to Beatrix. He's been here all night. Thank you for coming, Beatrix. So yes. glad we could hear from you. How are you? <laughs> hey. I am great. Um, it was, I agree with everything Santa said. The community is very important. It is a totally accepting place. One of my favorite things there is when new people come in, they feel that acceptance and they realize that not the only people in the world that have those symptoms that yeah. aren't doing well in their life. Um, it's a great feeling to yeah. encourage them. Yeah. Yeah. There was one little boy who came in who used to run home from school to catch our three o'clock meeting. Yeah. He had to stay in in uh, space. Yeah. And so we had to ask him. Was yeah, that that was it was it was that was too bad. It was too bad to learn that that the age thing was, yeah. But yeah, people yeah. coming in and just hearing that, you know, wow, I thought it was just me, and you know, no, it's not just you. That's that's one of the most rewarding. Yeah, yeah. And they can can also learn some tips on how to handle some of their symptoms better. Yeah, learn that there are things that can help. <clears throat> which yeah. is something that they didn't believe was possible sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've had, we've, we had a fellow a couple of weeks ago. This stuck with me. I, I did not jot his name down, but uh, yeah, he was just so upset about what ADHD has had done to his life. And we, you know, we had gone, and and shared our stories and you know by and large you know a lot of us were further down the road than he was and it just reminded me you know that for some people uh this might be the first meeting and they might still be feeling devastated and it's um it's really really powerful to be able to hear somebody who walked in feeling like oh my god and walked out feeling oh I'm not alone. There's some other people I can talk to, you know, and that's, that's, that's much more typical. I, I wish this guy had come back because I felt really bad for him. Thank you for that, Beatrix. Um, so uh, in order to end off here, what I wanted to do was offer you a um, sign of our appreciation here. And what we have done is uh, we've been playing around with all of these <laughs> AIs. Right? So the uh, Mid Journey app, Dolly Two app, and so what we did is uh, we went to the the Mid Journey and we typed it. Uh, uh, you type these text prompts and it comes out with an image. And so we typed in mental health in the metaverse in the style of Van Gogh, who of course had a many mental health problems, including bipolar disorder yes. and depression and all of that stuff. And this is yes. what popped out. And I thought it was. Uh, I mean, obviously wow. this character is is not doing so well at this moment. Um, but it's. A very, uh, I thought, a, a moving photo. And so what we did is we minted it as an NFT. 
we are going to donate it to Mike's a charity of choice, and he's given me some uh, places to donate the proceeds. Uh, did you want to mention, uh, Mike, your uh, top choices for where to put the proceeds? I, I believe that usually um, the Epilepsy Foundation of uh, Michigan is usually always on my list. We had a, uh, a situation back in 98 where there was a car accident. My daughter had severe TBI and seizures for a bunch of years. So we got mm. real intimate with the Epilepsy Foundation uh, and the Brain Injury Association of Michigan as well. So we do concerts. I've, I've got a couple of bands. Um, each of the it's a rock band and a jazz band, each of us do a concert and the proceeds go to those organizations. So. Um, when you had asked about it, that's the ones that came to mind. I forget who I put as the third one, though. Um, but the Epilepsy Foundation and the Brain Injury Association are both yeah. uh, hugely important to us, gave us so much support. And that that's also part of what makes me want to do this, is right. just talking uh, to and, people and in it, your shoes. Yeah. If anyone would like to purchase this and, and have those donations go to uh, these services, we are on OpenSea on the Polygon network under Simulation Nation, and uh, you can grab it there. I've got one more question from Laidback here uh, before we uh, let Mike go. Yes. How's it going, Laidback? Hey, uh, maybe it's just me, but uh, still it's a, a pink screen, so I don't know why it that's is. happening to me now. It must you be see it okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, got it. Got and it. and you also, you can see it. Okay. Y'all can see it. God. Come oh, on, headset. What is up, headset? Also, um, um, neurodivergence, uh, neurodivert, uh, was it neurodivergency lounge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you, um, do you have a YouTube? Um, I started, our, our... but there's like two ahead, things on it. So yeah, I started two, but there's only about two things on it. One, one of the things though, that, um, just curious in the alt space channel, in the uh, alt maybe... space channel, um, I've, I've got a link to my website, which you'll pass through to the YouTube. So yeah. Yeah. Once maybe, you get uh, it, uh, discord. In. That's, that's uh, what yes. I really meant. Yes. There's also a discord. If you come to one of the meetings, uh, there is a link in the front of the room that gets you to the discord and to the YouTube and to those. So, yeah. Okay. And, and, and I'm sorry. Uh, uh, last question, um, yeah. about, about a uh, simulation nation. I was looking you up on, <laughs> I was looking you up on YouTube. There's a freaking thousand channels called simulation nation. What is your, um, <laughs> what does your little like round thing, like your little, you know, like a uh, tag logo? look like? Little what does it look like? like like a synthwave sun with some palm trees. If you type in the ah, simulation, shit, nation yeah, okay, podcast, okay, all right, yeah, um, hey. yeah. you got you got four hundred uh, subscribers. Yeah, right. yeah, synthwave <laughs> palm trees. I got you. I got you. All right, that's you. <laughs> Great, cool. That's well, awesome. We'll have we'll have Mike's episode up there in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Okay. Uh, and you okay. got your Discord cool. Awesome. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thank you so much, Lee. Forward to seeing you. And yeah. uh, before we go, we got Beatrix here on the uh, the right side again. How's it going, Beatrix? Hi. I just wanted to point out to lead back that when he was jotting down the times for Mike's sessions, did you, um, the Wednesday one is at three o'clock. Did you write down six? Anyway. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open it. Also, also, yeah, just check for it on the events page too. That'll be another way to, to come in. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Beatrice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Mike, this has been uh, a very, very uh, enlightening episode, and I and uh, loved, uh, like I said, you being open uh, to discussion and to your personal life and all of that. So, thank you so much for coming. It was it was really great, and hopefully, some listeners out there or some watchers on YouTube will get something out of this and join your group and find a community so, yeah. that they can join. 
Yeah, no, listen, thanks for the opportunity. I uh, it, it was so, so funny ending up on the laptop. I was all set. I charged it. I got up on the meta sign up and I'm all good to go. Then I thought, wait, I wrote notes for this. I can't put on my headset. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, yeah, listen, thank you for this. And and uh, I, I got to say, you know, I listened to a bunch of yours and I love the way you do this. I love the way that you bring out the best in your guests. Um, I, I am I'm a I'm now a true believer signed up and oh, well. subscribed. Yep. Very sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and, and thank you, everybody, for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation, whether you're with us in virtual reality like these fine folks, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation podcast, the Synthwave Sun, and the Palm Trees. Um, and uh, remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at SimNationVR, and our Discord server, then join us. Uh, next week for our World Builders in Alt Space number 16, Kits is Mason. Wow. Till then, wow. a plug. Very cool. My friends. All right. <laughs>